Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Michael Reed on LMFM. Now, the Director General of uh, the Construction Industry Federation, Tom Perrin, says he's shocked to think that uh, construction is going to be closed down again. Brendan Ogle of the Unite Trade Union says uh, that it's uh, time to follow the public health advice and to stop government by lobbyists. Uh, Brendan Ogle is on the line and a very good morning to you and uh, thanks for joining us. And I take it you're referring to people like Tom Parle and Vested Interests uh, who are opposing the closure of certain sectors. Uh, good morning, Michael, and a happy new year to you and, and your listeners. And to um, you, Brendan. I would certainly include Tom Parle in, in, in my comments about lobbyists. Uh, absolutely, not, not exclusively. I think what we've seen is a situation um, around the country with COVID-19 where um, last uh, October, November, the government moved into a situation of being, being publicly, you know, I don't think critical is too strong of a word to use, of the, the public health advisors and listening to lobbyists for hospitality, for retail, and of course construction had been opened up for a number of months. Um, and, you know, I believe a lot of what we're seeing, the historic numbers, um, the health service being put to the pin of its collar again uh, against the background of a new strain, is, is at least partly uh, down to that, uh, what I call government by lobbyists. Now, on the construction specifically, um, I do have to acknowledge, and, and we, we spoke to our members last night in the construction sector, I do have to acknowledge that a lot of the construction companies, and it's great, have, have put uh, fantastic measures in place. Um, a lot of them haven't. Um, and, and this is a bigger issue than construction. This is a national issue. And, and I do believe... Um, that the public health, the NEFIS, the public health advisors are the people who should be calling the shots on this. Um, Tom um, has, is a very, very strong lobbyist. That's why the CIF got him. He has strong access to politicians. He was a very effective politician himself. Um, he's prepared to, 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 to spin things to within an inch, in, an inch of their lives and has done so consistently over the last 48 hours. That's what they pay him to do. That's not how we need to run the country in a pandemic. We need to follow the public health advice and we need to put income supports in place for workers, for, for citizens who, who are forced through no choice of theirs to stay at home for public health reasons. OK, but there are consequences, obviously. Absolutely, Michael, there are consequences. The biggest consequence, Michael, of course, is debt. Um, a, a year ago, uh, when I spoke to you on a, on a different issue, my mother was a, was a, a patient in the Dalgan nursing home. A, a resident in the Dalga Nursing Home subsequently became a patient and subsequently became one of almost half the residents of the Dalga Nursing Home to lose their lives. There definitely are consequences. 
Um, and we've got a situation now where we're going to have wide, unfortunately, desperately, we're going to have wide-scale unemployment, people forced to stay at home, struggling to pay rents. So we need the income supports in place. We need the rent reliefs in place. We need the ban on evictions. Uh, we need all those political measures to be taken. And what we need, and I listened to some of, the, some of the, your listeners' texts there, what we need most of all, of course, is for the politicians to put in place now uh, a timely and effective vaccination programme over the next number of months, not three years, as, as, this, as the numbers coming out from government last night would suggest, to be three years before we'll all be vaccinated. We need them to up their game and focus on that. That's what we need to see them doing. Uh, I, I noticed last mm. night on the 6 o'clock news, borrowing uh, states, for states like Ireland can borrow money, um, you know, cheaper, at, at minus percent. They're, they're paying us to borrow it, yeah. They're paying us to borrow it. I've seen that yeah. on the news mm, uh, last mm, night. Mm. So, so <clears throat> look, at, nobody wants to be here. Nobody wants a building site closed. Mm. Nobody wants a restaurant closed. Nobody wants their office closed. Nobody wants to be, to be forced to stay at home with these restrictions. People are dying. Brendan, uh, uh, Brendan, uh, I'm terribly uh, sorry to hear uh, uh, about your mother uh, and uh, indeed there was an awful lot of concern about Dalkin House uh, as well but uh, sympathies uh, to you and to, to all of your family. It's a, a dreadful situation and particularly uh, during uh, this pandemic uh, because how we've uh, been restricted and not just in visiting people in nursing homes but when they die, whether it's in a nursing home or otherwise, uh, how we can't come together uh, as we normally would as human beings uh, to mourn the loss of somebody so special in our lives uh, and that must have been a, a very hard time for you and undoubtedly it feeds into your thinking but uh, in thinking uh, uh, as a trade union official uh, you're trying to balance that as I'm sure the politicians are as well uh, with people's livelihoods and how to make a, a living and these are the other consequences uh, of course that have to be taken into account but when we talk about the schools uh, people will always tell you that the public health, we heard Michal Martin earlier in the programme uh, when he made his announcement before Christmas uh, saying that the public health analysis is that there's no risk from the schools. The restaurateurs are saying there's no risk from the restaurants. The construction in- industry is saying there's no uh, risk from construction. Uh, but it, there's obviously a, a risk when people come together. And if, it, if it's one or two minor breaches, uh, they all add up and collectively cause the kind of trouble that we're in today, which leads to the type of deaths that you're talking about. Yeah, we, we, have to t- we have to look at the bigger picture. We could make a case. I don't believe, for example, Michael, that there's any inherent risk in my office in Dublin. My office has been closed since March. I have to go into it on a regular basis to do various things. I don't believe there's any inherent risk. I believe we've taken all the steps. Um, but I think you could make an argument, and every business person on a building site, in a restaurant, in a, in a, in a cafe, in a retail outlet, could make an argument for their business being opened. And somebody else could make an argument for it being closed. This is a time when we need to come together. There's 200,000 people working in construction. 200,000 people. And they just don't drive from their house to the building site around the corner. We have members who drive across multiple counties every day of the week to get to work. We have a major amount of cross-border travel mm. um, with people coming down from the north of Ireland. I don't know with that in the normal course. Mm. But, um, when there's four or five of them in the van. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And, and then we heard people and we've got a major uh, project such as the, the National Children's Hospital and, and just the amount, they just don't even have parking um, for all the number of workers who are on that site. So residents in that area then start to become impacted by workers coming in and out from where? From many counties, is it from, two, is it from two jurisdictions. 
So none of it, none of this is good. Nobody is happy about any of this. Mm. Um, but the bigger picture that we need to step all step back as citizens and say, there's the bigger picture here is, uh, as Neffet have said, we need to shut everything down, to lock everything down, to last the way we did last March. And that's really painful, really difficult, really, we all struggle with our mental health with that. None of us mm. like it. Mm. The, children str- the children struggle by staying at home. But in the, in the context in which we're in, and the good thing that we are, the good thing about this is, unlike last year, there is light at the end of the tunnel here. Mm. There is a vaccine. I'd be very critical. I listened to your own response to mm. some of the comments there. I'd be very critical of the lack of preparation there seems to have been at government level for a vaccine that they knew was coming. They might have known exactly which one was going to come first. They knew there'd be a vaccine in 2021. We've had the vaccination. We've had the vaccine now in Ireland for, all, for, for two and a half weeks. There's very little of it gone out there. I spoke to some politicians in the last few days who are, who are watching this, you know, step by step. Um, we have to get it right. But Israel is a country, and I don't usually cite Israel as an example for us, by the way, but Israel is a country with a similar population to us. They, they've vaccinated over a million people. So that, that's not Britain. They've vaccinated over a million people. Yeah, we, need upper game. we need an upper game in that area. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Mike. Well, in America and the UK, I think one in 80 people have been vaccinated at this stage here. It's one in every two and a half thousand people. But we're at, we're, we're at the initial stages. A lot of this is out of our hands uh, because there's only one vaccine available available to this country uh, and getting that vaccine was delayed uh, we couldn't get it as quickly as america or the uk or israel because uh, we had to go through uh, the european uh, medicines agency which had to approve and authorize it uh, and then distribute it uh, and so on so then it came uh, to this country uh, and the nursing home residents i think everybody agrees and i'm sure you will given your Absolutely. own personal experience Absolutely. top of the list but then there were issues with consent uh, and Hopefully, over the course of the coming weeks, uh, this will ramp up, and by the middle of the year, we'll all be vaccinated. Uh, I was listening to the World Health Organization yesterday talking about the vaccine and how there's always problems in the initial stages of rolling out a a vaccine, and that uh, you learn quickly and that you get on with it. And we should see improvements very quickly. I hope. Yeah, and I think that's the challenge, Michael. Mm. I think I think if we we break it down like that, if if we if we if we leave. The, the, the guidelines around what should be open, what should be closed, and when to the public health officials. And just, just allow them to do that. The experiment of second-guessing them fails spectacularly. So if we just leave that to them, and if we, if we can get our politicians uh, uh, working on the challenges that you, you've outlined there in mm. relation to the vaccine, and maybe the next time me and you are, are, are giving out to each other, Michael, mm. we'll be able to sit face-to-face and do it like we both enjoy, mm. rather than this kind of scenario. That's where the focus should be. Uh, and, and, and try to get income supports. And, you know, we shouldn't be having evictions in, the, in, in, in this scenario. We need those things to be addressed. Mm. We need, obviously, to continue. To get, we need to talk to the banks where people have to suspend mortgage payments. Mm. The banks didn't really help last year in that respect. Mm. So, we, 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 you know, adding it on and charging people for, delay, for delaying it, that sort of stuff. So we need the Minister for Finance to be on top of that. Speaking um, of whom, I think Pascal Donoghue said last year that we could run out of money by the end of this year. Yeah, and, it, and look, it, the good news is, and, and there's always a tiny bit of good news, yeah. is it's not as bad fiscally as they had, um, as, as they had um, thought it might be. Um, yeah. And they haven't borrowed nearly, less than a third of the money they thought they would have to borrow. You know, we, we, cannot, we can debate why that is and, and, and whether this kind of money that flushes through the Irish economy yeah. is sustainable in the long term. But in the short term, it's helped us in the last, uh, 12 months. So so let's just get on with it now. Let's just follow mm. Nefis. Let's stop listening to lobbyists 
and let's put the pressure where it needs to be on the, on the, on the Department of Health to, 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 to get on top of the vaccine programme. And as I say, you know, maybe there is light in the tunnel, but we need to stop this. We mm. need to stop running the government by lobbyists. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but what's your understanding of what the government is going to say today about manufacturing? Somebody was asking us if manufacturing will come under construction. I haven't seen any mention of that. As I understand it, social housing and special projects and repairs will be allowed, but all other construction will end. Have you any expectation about what the government might say about manufacturing? Well, if, 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 no, if there was ever a time in my life where I had any insight into what a government might do, Michael, I'm not sure there was, but that's certainly not the case with this one anyway. Um, so so uh, that, uh, that might sound a bit of a flippant mm-hmm. answer, but it's actually true. And this is why I think we need strong principles to be at play here. We, we don't need to be sitting, you know, and analysing each sector by sector by sector. Let the public health officials take it. If, look, it's clearly the case if somebody's boiler goes mm. uh, or, or, or some, emer- some emergency is necessary to be fixed. Um, or, or there's emergency construction. I'd love to think, for example, mm. that we would be constructing emergency vaccination centres. Mm. Wouldn't that be something? That, I mean, that we would have be very good, yeah. Then, you know? If we can't live without it, go ahead. But if we can live without it, close it down. In other words, I suppose. Ab- yeah. ab- ab- mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and we're going to have to we're going to have to suffer through it. And 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 um, I'm actually was driving into my office earlier on, and I noticed the traffic volumes in Dublin are way way down. Mm. They're closer to lockdown one than they have been. For a, for a long time now, whether that's to do with the background of Christmas or not, you know, hopefully this one is. Hopefully, people are paying more attention because this new strain is really difficult, as you know. So, I think it's simple. Let's just we we the government experimented with second guessing the public health officials. It went badly wrong. Let's follow their advice from now on. Let's not be you know the lobbyists can have a say. That's what they get paid for. That's what Tom Parliament people get paid for. Fair enough. Um, but let's let's listen to the experts and and let's get the vaccine out there. Okay, Brendan, look, thank you very much indeed uh, for joining us. Happy New Year to you and uh, condolences to you and your family once again. And thanks, as I say, for taking the time to speak to us on the the programme this morning. Brendan Ogle, Senior Officer with uh, the Unite Trade Union. Michael Reed on LMFM. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.